Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So this is the other cap, by the way. This is... <laughs> Taylor had your face. <laughs> this is toffee. I love your cats. They're gorgeous. They're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Loose Lips with Georgie Porter and Sharon Carpenter. This is Extra Lippy. That's all about you guys. Oh, yeah. Should we dive right in with listener letter number Go one? For it. Let's do yes, it. Let's get All right. Well, this is from Rosie. Uh, She says, hello, girls. I really want to ask you this question as I think you'll both have such a unique take on it. I feel like the past year of lockdowns has really made me question my body positivity and confidence. I'm usually so proud and resilient, but I'm starting to get more and more self-conscious. I wonder if it's connected to spending more time on social media and less time outside seeing real people and real bodies. What do you both think i could see how that could be an issue what do you think georgie i did put weight on in the first lockdown i got what i called a wine waste and <laughs> it was i knew i knew what i was doing i was drinking bottles of wine on zoom and my <laughs> pants weren't fitting me i was buying jogging bottoms off like offline and then i got my job on telly and i looked at myself on telly and i went oh i've got a little waste there and do you know what I did? I just thought, do you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm comfortable that that happened. Yeah. I just don't want to, I don't want to feel like that because I feel a bit wobbly and I like my jeans that I bought that size. Yeah. So I'm going to fit back in them. So then I just span my wine waist off me on a spin bike and I exercised to the point where I thought, do you know what? Yeah. I'm back to feeling better again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you there. Instead of wine, I was eating... Cadbury's cream eggs so we went into quarantine yeah like I was just I was eating like Easter. sometimes three a day yeah because it was around Easter right so that's the only time you can get them here in America or in New yeah. York at least so I was having like sometimes three a day and I gained weight as well and I was all right with it too because it's like okay we're we're all sort of getting that I think they call it yeah. the quarantine five or the quarantine ten or something we all most of us have added on like five to ten pounds but I think yeah. that with with um with Rosie I think one of the issues like she said like we're spending so much time on social media and of course more so so. yeah more so and a lot of the bodies and the photos and everything even the lifestyles that we see on social media aren't real right or they're very 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 enhanced and yes photoshopped and it's smoke and mirrors and it's angles and 
I mean, you could have the best body in the world. You could be the most beautiful woman. You could be the richest, whatever it is. And you can get on Instagram and feel insecure about yourself with all the other stuff that's going on. Like, I think all of us sort of question ourselves when we go down that rabbit hole and we see all these pages, we're like, oh, I don't look like that. Um, But come on, it's like, you see somebody's selfie, and listen, I've been guilty of this as well, right? You see somebody's selfie, they're, they're like skin smooth. Like nobody, like skin has texture yeah. and skin yeah. has like you, even when you're young, like you might have slight bags on your eyes or whatever. Yeah. But when concealer goes in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, concealer, Con- you get a crease, yeah, things like this. Exactly. Yeah. Concealer, lighting, um, all lighting. sorts of filters and things. And, um, And here's the other thing, right? I think that when you're sort of living your everyday life outside of quarantine, you have, you get that sort of reassurance, right? Especially as a woman, men don't get it as much as women do, but you go out, you're looking nice. You might get a look on the street. You might get a comment on the street or you're at work and someone compliments you or they love your lipstick or whatever it is. And that helps us feel good about ourselves, hearing that yeah. feedback from people. But we're not getting that now because we're just by ourselves. Right. So instead, yeah, we're just, so right. yeah, we're, we're looking at like a lot of fakeness on social media and comparing ourselves to that. And so I get it. You, I think um, for, for Rosie, you just have to remind yourself that a lot of what you're seeing is not real. And I'll tell you this really quickly. I went to an event um, about a year or so ago and when we could actually go to events and uh, there were a lot of Instagram models there, the ones who have like millions and millions of followers. And let's just say most of them don't look anything like they do in their pictures. Wow. They just don't look. And that's not to say they're unattractive by any means, but they don't look like how they look in their pictures. And so you just have to remind yourself of that. Until you meet them in person, all influencers or people or everywhere or in different scenarios, then you'll go, oh, they've got a filter on their phone. Exactly. Or... Or even lighting. I remember one thing on YouTube or something once where there's the same girl was sat in a dark room and she proved to everyone that this light and there was a camera and they moved the light around her face and her face looked completely different in every single angle and light. And I was like, wow, that's how you explain it. Lighting, makeup, everything. But also I think, do you know when you're hungover in the morning and you wake up and you look in the mirror and you go, ugh. Who am I? <laughs> but, then, but then when you've had loads of sleep or you've ate well or you've drank loads of water, you wake yeah, up and you go, oh, you're like, oh, I look looking good. good. I woke yeah, up like this. this is, sometimes you wake up and you've got bags. You don't look that good. And then sometimes in a week later, you'll go, oh, today I look good. Yes. And I think, I think you've got to remember as well, probably in your house, you probably have a lot more mirrors and you'll probably go to the mirror more. Whereas when you're out and about, you've got reflection. I see people walk past my car and look in the reflection of the car and I'm like, <laughs> you're looking at yourself. You look good. I want to shout out the window. You look good. You look okay. And it's funny because if you've got mirrors at home, you're always checking in them. When you look past, when you walk past, you want to check up yourself. You don't probably do that at work as much. And you're just looking more at yourself and going, oh, do I really look like this? When actually... Yeah, you probably do. And it's probably not ugly or horrible. You probably look good. Yeah. I know that as a woman, I'll go up and down. And I yeah. I, accept, I think it took me a while, actually, to get older, to accept it, to go, oh, I, 
I, I'm not going to like never be another body shape. Like you can always be different body shapes. Yeah. And I think that's what's magical about our bodies is that we can fluctuate. And, you know, you feel a bit good when you've got a bit of gel, like jelly in your bum and you think, oh, <laughs> I'm, wiggling. I'm wiggling when I run down the stairs. Work it, work it. Yeah. Or sometimes I think I can't see my collarbones and I think, oh, they're quite light that I can't. Like I don't want to be too bony or I don't want. Yeah. Sometimes. In a, in a different way, if we're out of lockdown, we might feel different about ourselves. And I think you've just got to remember, nothing lasts forever and we're, it's all going to change. Okay, so everybody, we've got a new feature. And obviously on Loose Lips, we do talk about like subjects that maybe you wouldn't talk about at the water cooler. <laughs> the awkward so stuff that uh, makes us all cringe and feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to call this the taboo of the week. And you guys can write in about your taboo subjects as well. This week is all about having a type. Okay, it's about having a type, you know, wife, girlfriend, people you date, whatever. Do you have a type and is it okay for you to have a type? So, Georgie, I want to know first off, do you have a type? You see, I kind of thought I did. But if you look at my past boyfriends, they look like Space Jam, like the aliens, like they're all (laughs) completely different from each other. They're like... You know, there's like big guys, little guys, blonde guys, the black guys. There's like every single... You're an equal opportunity data. I'm like in every category of every single guy. I've gone for ugly guys that are funny. I've gone for really good looking guys that are just dry and stupid. So like, (laughs) I don't have a type. I thought I did, but I don't. Do you have a type? Well, it's interesting because a year ago I would have said no. And same thing, right? Like if you look at my past boyfriends, I mean, I have like a heavy metal rocker white guy in there. I've got like a (laughs) way older um, executive who I dated uh, who, yeah, he was a lot older than me. He looked even older than that. And I looked even younger when we dated. (laughs) Um, I have gone out with the really good looking guys. I've gone out with successful, not as successful, um, a whole Mm. range and a whole range of different looks, but I've realized that I do have a bit of a type now, you know, and here's what the type is. So I, I usually go out with black guys or white guys. Right. Okay. But I've realized right now, I think what I'm kind of into is, so they look like they're mixed right. with Indian. So I have, so thick eyebrows, because I've got thick eye. I like thick eyebrows on a man. I was about to say, how can we specifically know straight away? Like, how do you, be, you have to like, yeah. what, how would you know this? Well, the thing is, they don't have to be mixed with Indian, but if they look like they're mixed uh, with Indian, uh, that's just something. Then you're a bonus. It, yeah, it, it catches my eye. I'm half Indian. I'm half Indian and half yeah. white myself. Can I just say, Sharon, you have, you have the most gorgeous light eyes. Like your eyes are oh. brown, but they're like a light brown aren't they they're, thank you they're oh thank you thank you they i think there's supposed to be like hazel or something but yeah sometimes they look darker brown as well well you have you have gorgeous eyes as well thank you so much and you're someone who goes out with a diverse range of different types of guys right yeah but what yeah. if you i remember john mayer and this was a terrible thing for him to say at least the way he said it was awful he said he is a white supremacist dick do you remember <gasps> that Oh do you, do you, you know John Mayer, the singer? Yeah. So he likes white girl, and I guess he doesn't like anything outside of that. 
But what a horrible way to say it, right? What a terrible, terrible way to say it. I'm going to go into this. So I'm yeah. not really a fan of white blonde guys because I think they kind of look like me and I don't want to date like a guy that looks like my brother or like you know I don't have a brother but what if you know yeah I feel like I'd be kissing myself if I'm kissing a white blonde guy like I'm just a bit like I I can totally relate because for the longest time I wouldn't go out with guys my skin complexion because I felt like it was like my brother yeah it's like you're too close (laughs) to me like I need some sort of opposite one of the things is a lot of the time, the people we find attractive are people that society has told us are attractive, right? Mm-hmm. I used to work like, for- like tall, dark, and handsome. Exactly. Did you mean like that kind of thing? I, I used to work for BET, right? Black Entertainment Television in, in the US, but yeah. then we launched in the UK. And I did a documentary in the UK, which was called Beauty Blackout. And it was about the discriminatory standards of beauty in the UK at that time. This was um, about 10 years ago, just a little over 10 years ago. And Mm -hmm. we looked at different industries, whether it was modeling, you know, the uh, magazine industry, glamour modeling as well, and how a lot of the time women of color were left out of that standard of beauty. Like, this is the epitome of beauty. Like, this is what, you know, this is the most Mm -hmm. attractive. This is what you want to aspire to look like, that sort of thing. And a lot of the time women of color were, were left out, even if they were superstars or they might have been sort of appreciated for their singing and for their talent but not necessarily for their beauty so it was a really really interesting documentary and a lot of the guys that we spoke to uh whether they were white or whether they were indian or whether they were black or whether they were mixed race a lot of them said well you know listen i've grown up like seeing images of beautiful white women, like in the magazines, Mm. on TV, like that's sort of been what's been perpetuated and and pushed to us. So that's kind of, that's what I like. That's my type. And I remember also doing a story in America and talking to, and this was a a number of years ago as well, maybe around the same time when music videos were really big and a lot of girls with like big butts and big butts started to get really big. But uh, anyway, I sat down with a group of high school boys and they, I remember one of them saying to me, well, I used to like girls because they were pretty. I like pretty girls. But now I always look to see how big their butt is because that's what I've been seeing in the music videos again and again and again and again and again. So that's why I think we have to be careful. And I think that taking sort of your view on on dating, that uh, let me go out there and meet these different types of guys. And and, and I did. I did date a, a blonde white guy. And I was like, oh, this is like not no. feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> also, it, it was boring. Like, that's what I love is like the secrets of dating someone, being surprised by what they actually are, not just because what they look like, but because of what their hobbies, their talents, what they're into, what they are um, pushing for. For me, attractiveness, my type, is somebody who has drive and push and just mm-hmm. wants to be the best. Yeah. Is what I'm really found that I'm into. So what's interesting is being on the other side when you are somebody's type, right? And I, Ooh, yeah. yeah, I remember my first love, uh, and we were totally in love with each other. But I remember when I saw pictures, and I saw her in person once as well. His ex girlfriend, and she looked a lot like me. Same oh, skin complexion, same. the same naturally curly hair. And I felt a certain way about that. I was like, whoa, wait, am I just like, 
you know, the the person you replace, like, am I replaceable as well? You can just find exactly, like, as long as someone looks like this, you check all the certain boxes and then, you know, the next one, the next one. So it made me feel a bit uncomfortable, I have to say. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. I never think about that. Yeah. I think I'd just be described as a small blonde. Oh, are you dating that small blonde? Yeah, there's the small blonde. And that's <laughs> what I would. And if anybody asked me, what is, what are you? I'd be like, a small blonde. And that's just literally, yeah. But actually, I'm, you know, I've, I've got a dog and I'm funny and, uh, yeah. you know, there's more about me. Yeah. So multidimensional. Yeah. And, and I think everyone yeah. has. Everyone's got something really interesting and intriguing and beautiful about them. So it's, it's whether you're going to give them the time of day. And I, I found actually that some of my longest relationships have been with guys that I wasn't attracted to originally. Mm. And potentially because instead of rushing into things, I became friends with them and really, really got to know them first. And then I fell in love with them because their personality versus, oh, I just think you're hot. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what that's what stays. That's what lasts. Exactly. From Anonymous. Please keep me anonymous on this one. I don't think my manager listens, but I don't want to risk it. Ooh. I'm really, really struggling with my boss at work at the moment. I'm finding him so incredibly petty and he's really struggling not having us in the office. He calls me constantly to check in and sometimes even has us doing our regular work on Zoom. How can I handle this one? So yeah, if you're like at home and you're meant to just be working and then what, like check in with your manager every so often, or is he micromanaging? Is this what you're saying? I think he's micromanaging, isn't it? And I I can see both sides because I think as a boss, this is like a whole new situation for you. And here's the thing, if you've got 10 employees, it's pretty much guaranteed that one of those employees, if not more, is slacking off if they're just at home probably right probably using it as an excuse (laughs) but because of that we're not really sure what's going on kind of with the rest of his team right and maybe that person or those people are making it more difficult for you because now he's got to check in with them all the time so he's also checking in with you all the time um and you're struggling maybe he's not personally picking you as a little pickle um (laughs) but he's probably like you said yeah he's probably got to overlook everyone and if he singles out one person, then surely that's not fair. Yeah, exactly. If he's singling her out, then that's not fair at all. But I think that what she could do is try talking to him and maybe just show and prove, right? Show and prove. First of all, make sure you do all your work, do it to the best of your ability, maybe go the extra mile and then have a conversation with your boss. And just instead of criticizing the way he's handling it, maybe you just offer other options like, oh, this is great. You know, thanks so much for checking in. How about, you know, could we set a situation where we check in once a week? Like, because then I can completely focus on the work, you know, watch what I do. We check in once a week. Um, And then he's not feeling like you're criticizing him. He's just feeling like, oh, that could be a good idea. And all right, is she going to be even more productive? That could be one way of of handling things. Do you know what, Sharon? I'm going to be honest here, actually. Like, actually, me as a person... I know for a fact that if my boss kept being like, are you doing this? I'd literally turn around to the end and be like, listen, right, you hired me for a reason and I'm just going to get on with this. And, you know, in my head, I'd have this battle of, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'd phone up my other mates and I'd be like, listen, is he doing this to you? Because I am fuming. Like, I think I would literally <laughs> go on a little ramp rampage of being like I know what my work is and I know exactly what I'm doing and I'd probably get a little bit not attitude but a little bit like yeah I'm doing my job 
go away. Like I know what I'm doing. And I'd probably, by the end of it, I'd get so tense and wound up that I'd probably end up saying things I shouldn't or not want. Or <laughs> and then not having a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then losing the job. So I probably think as well at this time of things are so tense right now, aren't yeah. they? And like nobody's yeah. going on. We don't know what is coming. Like even like you said, the manager doesn't really know what's going yeah. on. So I do think sometimes you need to see both sides exactly. and go, do you think I know what I'm doing as a, I would, I would actually like to know the truth. I'd literally want to be like, do you think I know what I'm doing as my job? Because I think I am. And can we talk about it? Can we have a discussion? Thank you for listening to Extra Lippy with Sharon Carpenter and me, Georgie Porter. And of course, we'll be back with a full episode on Tuesday next week. So don't miss it, guys. Do not miss out. And you can't miss out if you subscribe. And if you rate and review, that would be lovely. Thanks. Please do. And we want to hear from you as well with those listener letters. Loose lips at createproductions.com. Okay. And we will help fix your problem, solve your issue, all of that good stuff. And you can also reach out to us on at the Missy Porter and at Sharon Carpenter on our Instagrams if you want to slide in our DMs. Please do, please do, accepting all DMs right now. And we will see you on Tuesday. Can't wait. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.